from Tennessee as my wife and my family. We visited Brother Rainer's church, Scotts Hill, Tennessee, and Savannah. Good fellowship with them. Amen. It's so good to be home here in Colleen. Amen. Good to see all my brothers and sisters in the Lord. We're going to go to the Lord in prayer, and we're going to get this service started. Can we stand to our feet tonight? Amen. We need to continue to pray for Sister Phillips. We need to pray for Lily. She had a surgery this morning from what I understand. I believe that in our absence, the church prayed for her, but we are going to be praying for an expedient recovery for Lily. Amen. Appreciate Lily and having her part of our church family. Amen. We need to continue to pray for our church and continue to pray for our community. Amen. Can we go to the Lord in prayer here tonight? Lord God of Jacob, we thank you for your word and your truth. We thank you, God, that you are faithful and that your promises are established and God, when you speak it, when you say it, when you utter it, God, it is perpetual, God, and it is something that we can lean on. And God, we lift up Lily right now as she has had surgery on her eye. I pray right now, God, you begin to operate as our Jehovah Rapha, the Lord that heals. 
God, begin to touch her eye. I rebuke God any vision loss. And I pray, oh God, that this corrective measure takes effect, oh God, and that she can see clearly right now in the name of Jesus. I pray for Sister Phillips, God, as she's continuing to recover. I pray for an expedient recovery, oh God, Lord, in her arm, in Jesus' name. God, I lift up Sister White right now. God, we are believing your reports. God, we are believing your reports. We are believing on your miracles. God, we are believing on who you are and what you can do, oh God. And we trust your promises in the name of Jesus. God, I pray, God, for our church as a collective. God, help us to not be weary, God, in praying for one another. God, lifting one another in prayer. God, lifting one another in, oh God, our meditations on you. God, I pray for this church. God, you have done so much in these past 20 plus years. And God, you are still with us. God, you travel with us. God, you have gone before us. And Lord, we lean on your promises here tonight. God, let your presence be so prevalent in this house. God, that it's undeniable. And God, we just need reassurance here tonight. In Jesus' name. These altars are open. Whatever you have need of, we'll pray. We're going to sing unto the Lord. Amen. It's so good to see everybody this evening. Good to be back in new life. Let us worship him. Let us magnify our God. amazing what happens when we put our trust in the Lord. When we relinquish the situation to God, when we forfeit the situation to God, it, it truly is amazing what 
happens and how God operates. Let us just continue to trust him in all things. Amen. I don't know about you, but I want his spirit to rain down in this place. Amen. I want his spirit to saturate this atmosphere. Amen. In the name of Jesus. These altars are open. We will pray for you. Amen. Let's welcome him into this place.
tell you, there truly is something about that first rain. I'm talking that rain after months of perpetual heats, that rain after perpetual dryness and droughts. Amen. There is something when that rain finally comes, there's a refreshing in the air. Amen. Things cool down. There's a, a newness in the air. The, the air actually smells fresh. I remember that time that I was in Iraq. Well, twice I was in Iraq, and it was 130 degrees for months. But when Iraq rains for 23 seconds a year, I'm, I'm telling you, there is something when that rain falls. You become like that child that just wants to be in the midst of the deluge of the rain. And that's how we should be with God. God sends the rain at the perfect time where it is a refreshing, where it's after weeks and months of being in that dry and hot place. Can we desire that here tonight? God, send the rain. Can we close our eyes and lift our hands? Just think about this year and use that as an illustration, how we were so desperate for rain. But when the rain came, the entire place changed. God, I pray tonight, God, that you just rain down. God, saturate us with your spirit. And God, though we, we are in that desert place at times to harden us, to temperance us, God, to motivate us, to mature us, oh God, Lord, we need the rain right now. God, we feel like we've been in this spiritual drought. And God, tonight, we covet the rain. We long for the rain. God, begin to saturate our praise. God, begin to saturate our worship. And God, begin to rain down where there is a freshness of life. God, send, God, just a few drops. God, I'd be thankful for just a few drops of your rain here tonight, God. Your living water, oh God, begin to pour down into this atmosphere. God, we can't live without it, God, and we are desperate for it tonight, God. Rain down in the midst of our trial. Rain down in the midst of our tribulation. Rain down, oh God, in the valley of the shadow of death, because that's where the lily of the valley grows. Oh God, rain down in this house in Jesus' name. Oh, God, visit us here tonight. God, rain down on us tonight in Jesus' name. We're going to continue to sing. These altars are open. God is ready to move in Jesus' name.
his word truly is sweeter than honey. Who he is, his name is sweeter than honey. And our word is, his word is where we find truth and reassurance and what we lean on. Amen. 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 I've heard stories that a lot of the, the children that go to a yeshuva school throughout Israel and the Jewish communities, the rabbis have the students lay out the alephbet, the Hebrew alphabet, and then they put dabs of honey on each particular letter to teach the children that his word is truly sweeter than honey. Can you imagine if we had that kind of reverence for his word and ingested it spiritually, what it would do? We need to understand that it is his word that we lean on. It truly is sweeter than honey in that illustration. And God says, everything that I have for you is in me, and it is presented in my word. And some of us are just going through so many things. Just know that his word is sweeter than honey. Have that desire to take it in, to ingest it spiritually and just see what happens. His word, I'm telling you, it's a powerful thing. I mean, I think the demons believe and tremble at his word. If we would lean on that and not on the words of others or what's posted on social media, life would be a lot different in this world when we agree. Amen. Can we give the Lord a hand clap of praise tonight? His word truly is sweeter than honey. You may return to your seats. Those that are praying, please continue to pray. Amen. It's so good to see everybody. We missed everyone while we were in Scotts Hill, Tennessee, preaching for Brother Rainer and spending time with the Rainers and the Stones and the church there. Amen. There is a tradition that happens every time we go. And if you have not partaken in this particular tradition, then you are missing out. Amen. And that is chocolate gravy, which is essentially just chocolate syrup, but we just call it chocolate gravy really thick. Amen. And what the Rainers do is that they make a pot of chocolate gravy, and they get some biscuits, and then they just dip it in. Man, it is a life-altering experience. Every time I go, they have a pot of chocolate gravy for me. And I say, amen. And then I have a box of tissues on standby. Amen. So good to be in the house of the Lord tonight. At this time, we're going to ask Brother Hillman to come and to give the announcements of what's going on at our church. Praise the Lord, everyone. Amen. Praise the Lord. Aren't you glad to be in the house of the Lord this evening? I know some of you have some busy days. Some of you may have some rough days. But thank God you're here tonight. Amen. You should give yourself a hand of praise for allowing putting your heart and desire to come out tonight. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise God. We, we could have came up with any excuses not to come to the house of the Lord, but we are here in Jesus' name. Amen. Gathered here to worship him and to exalt him and give him praise. And I thank God for that opportunity and privilege that he allow us to be here and allow me to be here tonight. Amen. The way of announcements, October 6th starts our state conference. We're going to have, of course, we're going to be conducting the conference here. Um, We're going to have service October 6th at 7 p.m. 
And then October 7th, we're going to have it 11.30, going to be AM uh, Fellowship. And October 7th is also the same day at 6 o'clock p.m. We have a service. And October 8th at 11.30 a.m., we have an ACJC Texas Ministerial Planning Meeting. So those that are able to uh, uh, make that, that uh, know they should be there, uh, please try to attend. Amen. Praise the Lord. Also, in October, we have a lot going here in October. October 30th at 5 p.m., we have an potluck. So keep in mind about our potluck. Amen. Praise the Lord. And I believe, like I said, the pastor got a list so you can put down what you desire to bring. Amen. Myself, I'm bringing myself. That's all right. <laughs> well, it's not, that's, not, that's not good? All right. Okay. All right. I thought I'd bring myself. You know, you know, they want, want you to bring something, so I bring myself. All right, um, Fall Fest going to be October 31st here at the church. Praise God. They're going to be at 5 p.m. And uh, here we want to also conduct a lady conference sometime late in October. And Sister White need to know those that's interested in that, uh, participating in a lady conference to see it's going to be worth everybody's while where they can have a conference here. Amen, for our ladies. So that's going to be sometime uh, late in um, October. And also coming in November, we have a youth service. Um, amen, God has really been blessing the youth, amen, at this church and, and really leading and guiding them and bringing uh, several of them up in the ministry as well, to be honest with you. Amen, God's preparing them to, to live a, a, a good holy life, and defending our society, just living God and giving the Lord praise, amen, and letting God be the head of their lives. So we want to thank God for our youth. So we're having the youth service. It's going to be November 6th at our PM service. Amen. Any more announcements that we may have tonight that been Hands of praise, 4 o'clock Sunday afternoon. Pardon? Hands of praise practice, 4 o'clock Sunday afternoon. Oh, okay. And we're going to be presenting something very, very special September the 11th on the service. I don't know if it's the morning or evening service. Morning? Morning service. So you don't want to miss that morning service. It's very important. Also, ladies, it's either Sister White or Sister Brown. We're trying to do something nice for you with this ladies' retreat. Be sure that if you're interested, get with them and let them know, hey, I'm interested, okay? So we can plan this. Amen. Um, also... Um, the pastor had a burden that we reach our veterans, praise the Lord, in the last, the first meeting that we had, we had a good time. We was able to really talk and share how the Lord blessed us by being in the military. For those of you that have anything to do with the military, uh, you need to come out and support that, and veterans that you know, uh, encourage them to come on out. It was just a good time of fellowship that we had, and we was able to you know, talk about how God blessed us and used us and, and everything in the military. So we really had a great time, those that was there. Amen. So if all possible, that's going to be on, October, I mean, September, this month, the 27th of September, on Tuesday at 6 p.m. So I know we have several veterans here. If you can make it, please attend. We really had a good time 
of fellowship and communicating with one another and, and giving our testimony of praise what God has done for us. And it was quite interesting to hear some stories in the background of how God did things for us while we was in the military. So please try to attend that as well. Amen. Can you say praise the Lord? Amen. One more now. Kiana's birthday is tomorrow. Happy birthday, Kiana. Oh, okay. Amen. Little baby Adash's birthday was Tuesday. Amen. Happy birthday to all September Amen. babies. All right. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So at this time, we're going to receive our tithes and our shucking offering. So those of you that's able, amen, and um, willing to put some, give something to the Lord, once you do so, if not, if you need to just sit there, uh, one of our brothers will be more than happy to come by um, to receive what you have for the Lord. Your sister Collins' birthday was on the first. All right. All right. Praise God. Amen. So uh, if we can sing another song until the uh, bishop comes up and present the word of the Lord, that'd be great. I'm ready. <laughs> Y'all can be seated. Praise the name of the Lord. Good to be here tonight. Amen. I said it's good to be here tonight. One more time, I said it's good to be here tonight. For those of you that are not saying amen, it's good for you to be here tonight. Amen. God is an awesome God. Whatever may be troubling you, give it to him. Amen. You know, I, this is not my message, but we could find scripture where we're instead of the valley of the multitude of decisions, we could find valley in the multitude of troubles. And so even there, God is wanting us to understand the oasis that are in the midst of the troubles. Praise the Lord. Amen. If somebody can bring my hand plow down, I would appreciate it. I haven't taught behind this, and I'm going to be doing some teaching for the remainder of the year off and on on various things. Amen. Tonight, the Lord just, I couldn't get away from this. Some of you have already read this. I passed a few of these out, but I, I really want to teach on this tonight. I think it's important for me, if nobody else. And Brother Scotty, it's a character trait, godly character trait, so when you hear me teach on one, you can mark that one off, okay? Amen. Now, I, I have the caveat of teaching twice on something you may have said. All right, praise the Lord. Psalms 25, verses 21 and 22. Sister White, I tell you, I sure love my wife. She's a good woman. Thank you. Could she bring me my Bible? They just kind of, you know, opened the door for me to run up here. I'm so excited. Amen. like to have a couple of Bibles up here. You never know. Psalms 25, verse 21 and 22 says, Let integrity and uprightness preserve me, for I wait on thee. Wow, that's a powerful scripture. 
Then it says, because of integrity and uprightness, and I waiting on the Lord, redeem Israel, O God, out of all his troubles. And it seems like a few of you got some things on your mind. And so, through integrity and uprightness, waiting on God, He will deliver you from those troubles. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Praise the Lord. Wow, it's been a while, but it won't be the last time if God allows me to live. I want to try to speak to my heart tonight on the word integrity. Now, that's the word we hear from time to time, but we really have difficulties in truly understanding what it means. From the Scripture, it means completeness, to be complete. I or you cannot be complete without integrity. Figuratively speaking, however, it means prosperity from the Scripture. If I want to prosper as my soul prospers, I've got to work on my integrity or being complete, lacking nothing. And so we're going to look also at the definition from the dictionary. It means honest. We all have to work at that, whether you say amen or not. Because I have found in this generation, if the question is not very, very specific, they can, have you found that out, teachers? They can answer you in their mind they're being honest, but they're really not being honest to the question that you have asked. So I need to work on it. You need to work on it. Honesty. Strong moral principles, good character. We all got character. Yeah, we got character. We were born with character. But I said good character. Being ethical, a state of being whole. I like this right here as well. Maintaining moral purity and soundness. Of mind. Now, that soundness of mind, every person in the world, especially born-again believers, need to have a sound mind. We assume so much in our walk with God. Yes, we do. Maybe, maybe every now and then we get it right. Most of the time we don't. And it causes us so much incompleteness in our life. We can stay up all night wondering what's going on in a situation, a circumstance, or a person, and come to find out it wasn't anything that we thought it was. I don't know about you. The older I get, the more I value what little sleep I get. And when I lose it, I've learned something. You're not making it up. You can take a nap, nap all you want to. You know, I find sometimes I take a nap, I get up, I'm tireder than when I went. You know, my wife and I, we like to take a little nap here and there, and then we say, hey, did you have a good nap? You know something's wrong when you say, I don't know. 
least we're being honest. Amen. Let me tell you something about people of integrity. This is something you can ask yourself right now. People of integrity are faithful in the minor details or small things. Oh, yes. And the little tiny things, they look at it, they're sure it's right. I can give you a real good example. How many of you drove here? Or you rode in a vehicle here? Now, how many of us get out every time before we get in that vehicle and check the tires, air pressure? No, you're waiting for something on the dash to tell you you got a low tire. You surely don't want to hear boom, 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 boom. If we could work on integrity, we would begin to measure the PSI of every one of those four tires, including maybe the fifth. It's terrible to have a flat, and you haven't even thought of the spare, and it's flat. Do you realize how many like saving money? Most of you didn't raise your hand quick enough, and I know better. Pow! We like saving money. Now, we also like spending money. Do you know that if you have the proper inflation, give me a five. Nobody's really paying attention. If we have the proper inflation, the manufacturer recommendation in the handbook of the automobile, do you know that we can save money? That if one tire is low and one tire has too much and the other two tires you have no clue, your integrity in your own life, when's the last time you checked your air? God is a spirit. When's the last time you checked the Spirit of God in you. Do you have any idea what a level and a square is in the carpentry industry? Do you know without that in building, you would have some pretty lopsided buildings to live in and to look at? Integrity means it's just one cut, doesn't matter. I'm getting my square out. I want to be sure this cut is just right. The same thing with living for God. Sometimes if we're not careful, it's just one decision, one choice, and we don't get the square. We don't get the level, and we don't measure that one choice, that one decision, that one cut. I'm talking about integrity. I'm talking about people of integrity because integrity and uprightness, they keep me waiting on God, and God delivers me out of trouble. Is God speaking to any of us? We got some work because sometimes we do things. We don't take it to prayer. We don't look in the Word of God. 
and we wonder why we got trouble, 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 and troubles. Integrity matters in the building of a skyscraper. Offense. And definitely, listen to this, integrity matters in building your life. There are going to be times when things happen in life that we don't measure up. I don't measure up. And we need to be sure we strive to make that right. Amen. Praise the Lord. You know, contractors need to admit I didn't do that right. And redo it. Don't you think it's good for me and you to admit that I didn't do that right and do the repent redo? Listen to Psalms 20 and 7, would you? I love this. The just man walketh in his integrity, his children are blessed after him. Integrity matters. Listen, child of God, integrity matters. The little things matter. Paying a close to detail in the scripture matters. I'm going to give you six traits, at least six traits of integrity. Number one, have you really, really thought about what it means to be a person of integrity? Now, we can all look at one another and say, well, you didn't do this and you didn't do that. Be careful because that finger has a thumb that points right back to you because you didn't do some things yourself. People of integrity focus on their own lives. Contractors not worried about what's going over on the lot next to them. They're worried about the project that they're building on. I'm building a project. It's my life. I'm building a life in the Lord. He is the master contractor trying to use the lever and square. I can't so much worry about what somebody else is doing or not doing. I need to do the right thing, strive to do the right thing at all times. Amen. Praise the Lord. So I need to understand the true definition of integrity, to be complete. If I want to prosper in the Lord, I need to be complete. I need to be honest. I need to have strong moral principles. I need to have good character. I need to be ethical. And I need to be a state of being whole and a sound mind. Number two, intentionally, I love this, intentionally reflecting on what to say Okay, we all have one. Everyone here has one. And sometimes we speak without intentionally thinking on. <laughs> you know, there's one thing I've learned. You know, you've seen this sign that you can't unfire a firearm. You ever seen that billboard? You can't unfire a firearm. Well, you can't. And you can't unspeak after you've spoken. So. A person of integrity, and I'm, I'm working on this, believe me. I hope you are. 
stops for a few moments. How should I say this? <laughs> you know, I have found something, and this is, this is something to help us all, okay? Study the Word of God out. Study it. The Lord speaks to prophets many times, doesn't he? And do you know I've noticed that the prophet does not say exactly word for word what the Lord says? He thinks, she thinks about what to say and how to say it with the same thing the Lord said. It's like tongues and interpretation. Someone has the gift of tongues. They say it. Someone's interpreting. But it may be shorter than the tongues. It may be longer than the tongues because that is the way it's supposed to be said from that individual. Read it if you have trouble believing that. It goes on now. Why is it important for me to reflect on what to say? Because I need to know how to behave. <laughs> I have found that I do far better when things get heated, like in my office. I just say, this meeting's over. Because if I, if, if, if I don't, there's going to be some things said that you can't take back. Or I think it's best that you go ahead and leave now. Sometimes it's good not to say anything. And sometimes it's not good not to say anything. And so I need to reflect on what to say, how to behave, how to make decisions that reflect what I believe. I need to try to be the same person at all times. All times. I need to strive to be the same person. It's going to take work. I'm going to tell you that right now. I said it's going to take work. I live way out in the country now. Way, I mean way, way out. How many of y'all have just rode by just to see how a pastor looks like when he's outside? But one day you might. So my decisions are, hey, I could come outside at nighttime. Maybe I'm a little lazy right now. And, oh, my, I got my inside clothes on. Ah, there's nobody going to be out here. And there you are. So integrity reflects on the decisions that I need to make to cover what I believe. So when I go outside, where's my shirt? And it's going to be long sleeve, by the way. Naturally, I'm going to put a pair of pants on. Shoes are optional, but where I live, I'm putting them on. Because you never know the testimony that you're going to reveal to someone that you don't even know is looking. Walmart, be careful who's on the aisle that you don't see, and you're in a big argument because you didn't reflect on what to say and how to behave. We're all guilty. You might as well just, when you are, remit it, repent, and do better. Being the same person at all times. Recognizing the impact your choices have on others. Sometimes we make choices. You just say, I don't care what it does to anybody else. This is what I want to do. That's not integrity. That's not integrity. 
The decisions that you or I make must. What's this going to do to the church? What's this going to do to my wife? What's this going to do to my daughter? What's this going to do to the grandchildren that I love so much? Come on now. You know what? I'm hitting some home here. I'm hitting, I mean, this over the fence. Because sometimes you just say, this is a decision I'm making, and it really affects other people. Sometimes even by what we say when we don't have to say it. How we behave. And we all need to work on this. It's a language. It's called body language. We all do. We all do. Integrity cares about the other person. That doesn't mean compromise. It means how do I have to say this that's tough to say? Amen. Almost through. Man, I like that. You've got to recognize. I'm going to reiterate this one. You've got to rec- recognize the impact your choices have on others. Don't go around acting like or showing I'm a Christian if you make any kind of decisions that are contrary to what you're saying. The Bible says suffer loss, and sometimes that's hard. But that's what the Bible says. The Bible says prefer your brother and prefer your sister. I'm going to be vulnerable. I'm going to be very, very vulnerable. Not that that I, in Jesus' name, would do anything that that you would consider just crazy sin. But the actions I do or don't do, my wife will tell you, man, honey, I'm at a place, but what will it do to this one? How will this one be able to handle it? Would this one stay in church? Would this one live for God? What will it do to this one over here? So a lot of my decisions have nothing to do with what I want. Maybe what I need. What will it do to you? You've got to hold on to that. It can't be the attitude, bless God, this is what I'm doing. can't be. Not if you've got integrity or working at integrity. You're going to actively develop godly character. Now, someone recently told me we all have character. I agree with that. But is it godly, timely, fitting character? Why is it so many apostolics, so many apostolics cannot smile when they're in Walmart? I'm telling you the truth. I've seen some really sour faces that are supposed to have the joy of the Lord is my strength. And surely in 100-degree weather, they see me coming in like I'm dressed. They got to know that, if nothing else, hopefully the Spirit of God is shining somewhat, that I'm another child of the King. We can at least modestly and correctly say hi to one another, don't you think? But we don't. 
because we don't have integrity. Now, we saw something at Cracker Barrel the other day that really gave me hope. We went there, just my wife and I, if you can believe it, just the two of us. We didn't have any children, no daughter tagging along, just the two of us. So easy to get a table. Instead of saying party of eight, just a party of two. And so we didn't put our name on it. We was coming out to wait. And here is a couple with their daughter. She immediately recognized, had a beaming smile. What, what, she said, you're not leaving, are you? No, we're just, just talking and talking and talking. Told us they were from Lano and told us, do we know this one and that one? Yeah, we know this one and this one. And, you know, praise the Lord. And, you know, wow. Not one time did they ask me to come to their church. quiet being friendly doesn't mean if someone's going actively to another church that you try to get them to come your church they're already in church there's lots out there that are not in church that we don't have to come I just threw that in because that's part of integrity I don't know why I'm going to share this. Some of you will like it and some of you won't, but it's the truth. It happened. So I'm going to share it anyhow. Many years ago, when I didn't have near the grace, I got to share a testimony. Don't let me forget what I'm going to share you because I'm older and sometimes rabbit trails take over. So, My wife, she went through six weeks of radiation. Praise God, not any burns. But we've been noticing her hair is getting darker because of it. Praise the Lord. I, I thought I'd say that so you wouldn't assume anything. Anyway, we were, we were my daughter was with me. I think my son-in-law was at the time, too. And, and we were eating in Harker Heights. Well, Kentucky Fried Chicken, wasn't it? Was it Kentucky Fried Chicken? Yeah. Huh? What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kentucky Fried Chicken. And there's some people from another church nearby coming over, and, and they recognized. They came over and said, wow, you know, so good to see y'all and everything. We're trying to eat finger looking good. You know, we're trying to get with it. And, and. You know, and we're hiding back. Hey, yeah, it's good to see you. You know, and they said, because they could tell, where do you go to church at? And we said, we go to Brother White's church. Yeah, I know Brother White. <laughs> I'm telling you the truth. This, I'm sitting right here. I'm smiling. Oh, yeah, we know Brother White. He's a good guy, but you ought to be coming to our church. And we just said, I never told him I was Brother White. I just said, we're happy where we're going. Thank you very much. Was that integrity? No, it wasn't integrity. Because he just should have come over there and been nice and went on back. Or ask us, have y'all got a home church? Once we said, we do, we're going to Brother White's church. He should have dropped it right there. He should have never said, I know Brother White. He 
Y'all remember that? You remember that? I'm about to flail out of the bench right there in Kentucky. Integrity. Listen to me. You're laughing, but it's important. We're not supposed to build on another man's foundation. There's too many people that are backslid and too many people that are lost and dying and go to hell. Amen. So we're supposed to actively develop godly character and wholeness. And the last one I want to cover tonight before I dismiss you, and we're going to do more and more of these teachings because it is time again. It may not all be about godly character trait. It may be by decisions or it may be about holiness or it may be whatever, but whatever God lays on my heart. But I'm going to tell you, integrity is always trying to get others to walk on the same path of integrity. Listen, when you're with other people and they are making you uncomfortable, you need to somehow think about what to say. But let them know your conversation is making me uncomfortable because this is not who I am. If you want to continue that, let's just kind of gently separate because by us not saying anything, if we're not careful, think about how to say it. Sometimes it can be with body language. If you don't laugh at that, you don't comment, you don't smile, they get the idea that you did not appreciate what they had to say. They don't mind telling you when you begin to witness, but think about how to say it and how to behave. Because integrity, integrity waits on God, and he delivers us out of trouble. The Lord bless you tonight. The Lord keep you. The Lord shine his face upon you. You're dismissed in the fear of the Lord. We're going to have more and more teaching.